Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. Join me as we dive into episode 33 today, and we pray our way through four different subjects. We'll be doing some worship. We'll be going through Psalm 24, doing a personal prayer and a prayer for our culture. We start with an opening prayer that is partly worship, and this week we're focusing on the imminence of God. That's a really big word that we don't use very often, right? Well, the literal meaning of imminence of God is to be within or near in relation to God's creation. Imminence is closely related to His omnipresence in that God is always present within the universe, though distinct from it. God is within the universe in that God is its sustaining agent or cause. We'll have two scriptures today, Ephesians 4, 6 and Psalm 139, 7 through 10. Ephesians 4, 6 reads like this, One God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Very explicitly imminence, right? Psalm 139, 7-10 says, Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. He is everywhere we could possibly be. Let's pray. Lord, you are one God. You are Father of all, you are over all, through all, and in all. And I honor you today for that which I cannot even actually comprehend. You are everywhere. There is nowhere that I can go from your spirit, nowhere I can flee from your presence. If I am in heaven, you are there. If I am in Sheol, you are there. If I go as far away on this earth as I possibly can from where I am now, you are there. Even there, your hand will lead me and your right hand shall hold me. I'm so grateful for that today. Thank you for your eminence. Thank you for your being everywhere that I can be and upholding me everywhere that I can be. I honor you for that today, and I ask that as we go forward in this prayer time, that you would guide my words, help me to speak them clearly and articulately, and guide me in what you want me to pray. Help join us together, our voices together in prayer, and let these prayers be sweet incense before you. Let them honor you. Let everything we do and say in this time be honoring to you. In Jesus' name, amen. We are in Psalm 24 today. Psalm 24 is a hymn of praise, and I think you'll probably recognize much of it. God is celebrated in this song as the King of Glory, and it was written by David. The King of Glory, a Psalm of David. The earth and everything in it, the world and its inhabitants belong to the Lord, for he laid its foundation on the seas and established it on the rivers. Lord, you, (laughs) this actually, so as I'm thinking about this, as I'm starting to say, as I'm starting to pray, I'm thinking this is so the eminence of God, right? The earth and everything in it, the world and its inhabitants belong to the Lord, for you laid its foundation on the sea and established it on the rivers. It is yours and you are in it all. Who may ascend the mountains of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not appealed to what is false and who has not sworn deceitfully. He will receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Such is the generation of those who inquire of him, who seek the face of the God of Jacob, Selah. Lord, who can come into your presence? 
who can stand in your holy place, those who have clean hands and a pure heart. And I ask that I would be counted among those, that all of us who are praying together, that we would learn what it is to live with clean hands and a pure heart. Of course, Jesus is the only one that actually can give us fully clean hands and a pure heart, but give us the desire for righteousness. Give us a hunger and a thirst for righteousness. Let us not swear deceitfully and receive blessings from you. Let us receive righteousness from the God of our salvation. That is the generation of those who inquire of him. Let us learn to seek your face. You are the God of Jacob. Lift up your heads, you gates. Rise up, O ancient doors. Then the king of glory will come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, you gates. Rise up, ancient doors. Then the king of glory will come in. Who is he, this king of glory? The Lord of armies. He is the king of glory. Selah. Lord, you are a king of glory. You are strong. You are mighty. You are mighty in battle. And you are so worthy of our praise. You are the Lord of armies and the king of glory. Amen. We are praying for ourselves this week for submitted hearts. It's not an easy thing to pray for. It's not an easy thing to live by because our nature is not submitted to God. But we have two verses today. The first one is Job twenty two twenty one, And it says, agree with God and be at peace. Thereby good will come to you. So let's pray that. Lord, good will come to us and we will be at peace if we agree with you. So I formally say out loud in public today and all of those with me, wherever they are, say that we agree with you. We agree with your statutes. We agree with who you say you are. We agree with who you say I am. You say I am a sinner or all of us are sinners, but you say we are saved by grace. We are saved by faith and belief in your son and the sacrifice he made on the cross. And I agree with that. So the only way I can stand in your presence is because of his sacrifice. Thank you, Jesus, for doing that. And when you look at me, you see the righteousness of Christ. And I, I submit my heart, my life to you now, agreeing with all that you say in your word. Romans 8, 7 says, For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Lord, I ask you to set my mind on you, on your law, and not on my flesh. I don't want my mind to be hostile to you. I don't want to be unable to submit to your law because I am focused on my flesh. So instead, help me to set my mind on things above. Help me to agree with you as I walk throughout my day. Help me submit to your law and help me do it with joy. In Jesus' name, amen. We have a controversial subject that we are praying about for our culture this week. We're talking through and praying about politics. And if that's not something that you've done in the context of the church without becoming partisan, this is that space. I am totally, absolutely not being partisan here. So these words that you hear coming out my mouth are not, absolutely not aimed at one party or the other. I want to pray for the election process in general today. This is overall the process of how we as a people elect our government. It has nothing to do with a candidate. So if you're good with that, let's go. We're going to have four or five verses today. So I'm just going to walk through one at a time and pray for that. 
First one we have is Proverbs 3, 21 through 23. And if you are following along in our Proverbs teaching broadcast, in our teaching podcast, then this is going to be a very familiar topic and something that we are going to get to, I think, next week. I think so. It says, My son, do not let wisdom and understanding out of your sight. Preserve sound judgment and discretion, for they will be life for you, an ornament to grace your neck. Then you will go on your way in safety, and your foot will not stumble. Father, I ask in our election process for wisdom and understanding, both on the parts of the populace as we go to vote, as we evaluate candidates. I pray for wisdom and understanding in the part of those in charge of the party conventions this year as to how to do that safely, how to approach it responsibly. I pray for wisdom and understanding on the parts of the election officials as they figure out how we need to vote this year and what what's appropriate, what's I want to say honorable to you. I'm not sure where that comes from, but that's kind of where my thought is going. Lord, help us in all aspects of our election this year. Use wisdom and understanding to be honorable to you. Now, that's crazy because there is an awful lot about our election process that is not honorable to you, but we can change that. And Lord, I pray for that to be true. I pray for sound judgment and discretion, that we would go on our way in safety and our foot would not stumble throughout this process. I pray for wisdom for voters and a safe and a fair election. Isaiah 28, 17 says, I will make justice the measuring line and righteousness the plumb line. Hail will sweep away your refuge. The lie and water will overflow your hiding place. Lord, I ask you to do that to anyone who might try to treat this election unjustly or illegally, whether that is to change the outcome of the voting or whether that is to commit fraud or whether that is to speak lies. I just pray that justice and righteousness will be the plumb line and that you will sweep away anything that does not fall according to that line. Proverbs 4, 5 and 6 says, Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget my words or turn away from them. Do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. Lord, I pray for a huge turnout of voters who use wisdom in their decisions. I pray that we would seek wisdom, understanding, and that we would not turn away from your words. That We would not forsake that wisdom when it comes to the political process. I pray that as this election moves forward in all the steps that it takes to get there, that we would seek understanding and seek wisdom, that we would turn towards your words, that we would rely on your wisdom and your understanding, not all the things that are being thrown around in our culture and not relying on things that do not last to help us make decisions. Deuteronomy 3.22 says, Do not be afraid of them. The Lord your God himself will fight for you. Lord, I ask for protection from attack from any enemies that would prevent or delay the election. I pray that this election would move forward and that we would not be afraid, that you would fight for the outcome of this election, that you would keep the process pure, as pure as it possibly can be in this situation of a human government. I pray for your protection on it and to keep it <laughs> words fail me. Protected is, is the only thing that comes to mind. So we'll just end there. Thank you, Jesus, for your hand on our hearts and on our nation. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Thank y'all so much for joining me today. I do so appreciate you lifting your voices with me in prayer. I do this every weekday, so I will be back again tomorrow and would love to have you join me then. If you're watching the broadcast and you found it helpful, share it with someone else who would appreciate it and would like to join us in prayer. If you're listening to the podcast, what you can do to significantly help us bring more people into this prayer zone is subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It really helps the algorithm show us to more people. And my heart is, as we pray this scripture together each day, that we would all grow in our prayer lives. I pray that God will use this time to direct your heart and your circumstances as he directs my heart and mine. Pray that we will see the answers and that God will answer these prayers in mighty, mighty ways. But most of all, most of all, I pray that you will fall deeper in love with the God who gave us these words that we are praying. Amen. Amen.